What is up, you guys? Uncle Phil back in action with another preview show. UFC 289, Amanda Nunez versus Irene Aldana. Also featuring the fight that we've all been waiting for. Um, Charles Oliveira and Benil Darius. We were robbed of that fight, I think it was last month. Because uh, Charles Oliveira had uh, an injury of some sort. It was never um, disclosed. At least I didn't see it. Um, but now they're all good. Everybody's good. Got a fight card coming up. UFC 289. Um, as per usual, I'm only going to talk about the main card. Who did I not click on? Let me click on her real quick so I can get the stats. I'm only going to talk about the the main event and the co-main event. Now, this is a more of a top-heavy uh, card. I can't really say that there's a lot of title implications or top 10 implications um, in the lower ranks. Now, Marc-Andre Barry versus Eric Anders, uh, Dan Ige versus Nat Landwar, and... Mike Mollett versus Adam Fugit is, they're all good fights, but that's because I know them and I follow the UFC. So I can't expect you, the casual fan, or if you're not a casual fan, to know these fighters and follow along like I do. And you, and, and at, at the end of the day, I'll just watch these fights. I don't care if I don't know who they are. I'll watch them. I watch PFL. I watch Bellator. I don't know a lot of the people, but I'll watch it, you know, because I like fighting. I'm <laughs> it's the toxic side of me. I've always liked one-on-one fighting um, more than boxing. I do casually watch boxing. I refer to my friend Jalen for that. But when it comes to UFC, that's all me. Now, fun fact, um, Eric Anders doesn't know who I am, but I did play against him when he was at Alabama. I mean, he was on defense. We never saw each other either. But at at one point, two years of my life, I was standing on the field with him. Little did I know that he would turn into a UFC fighter. So if I ever get to talk to him, man, that'd be kind of funny to look back on how they destroyed us. I think, <laughs> I think as a total, we lost like ninety four to seven overall. Um, we weren't very good, and Alabama was very good. I think both of those years they won the national championship. So that's not a bad team to lose to, but let's get into this card. Now I'm going to start with the co-main event. So Charles Dubronx Oliveira versus Benil Dariush. Now we've been waiting for this fight for a while. We thought this would be the title fight that we missed out on until Charles Oliveira loses to Islam and then um, he kind of takes a little break. And Benil Dariush was supposed to fight Islam, or he wanted to fight Islam, or he wanted to be next. I forgot exactly what happened. Actually, let me click on Islam's record real quick. Oh, because he fought Charles Oliveira, and, he won, and Alex uh, Volkanovski won a double champ. So it kicked everybody to the curb for, for a hot minute. Now, if you've listened to this podcast before, you know how I feel about Charles Oliveira. I really think he is a Tony Ferguson 2.0. Now, let me explain what I mean. Tony 
won 12 fights in a row. Yes. How did he win those 12 fights? He kind of got beat up and survived, right? I don't see that as a skill. Lasting in a fight is not a skill. Yes, it's admirable. Yes, that's how you get wins. And you know what? No one cares how you get the W as long as you get all the Ws. But if I'm sitting here and I want to evaluate a fighter for his skills or what he's doing in a fight, I would always pick against Tony Ferguson. Now, I was probably wrong 12 of those times, but I will still stand behind that Khabib would drag him to the swamp, leave him in the swamp, and he, he should have retired then. I think Tony should be retired now after that incident he had, but I don't see a reason why Charles Oliveira wins this fight against Benil Darius. Now, Benil is kind of good everywhere. He's got striking, and if you want to fall him to the ground, he's got great jiu-jitsu. Um, he, that, I still remember that spinning back fist uh, knockout he had, and I was like, geez, why is he not getting more love? And then he fought Diego Fiera, and then Tony Ferguson, Mateusz Gamera, and he made quick work of all these people. Even on the um, Charles Oliveira versus Islam Mahachev card, he made quick work of these people. And he's just on a tear. So do I think Charles Oliveira will win? It depends on who shows up. He looks good. I watched some of the embeds. He doesn't look overly confident like he did in the last fight. So we'll see if Benil backs down. Unless Benil starts to show a different kind of strategy. Um, I think he wins the fight. But if Charles Oliveira can keep the pressure on, he might just sneak a submission on Benil Darius. Now, I'm not saying that he's susceptible to um, submissions or anything because he's got the striking under control. If I want to choose the better striker, it's Benil Darish for sure. But I don't see a reason why Charles Oliveira wins if Benil can get his game plan across. Now, obviously, that's the point, right? You get your game plan, you win the fight. But what I mean is, in MMA, it's kind of a, a game of chicken, right? So Charles Oliveira likes to push the pace and be on it. He's not a counterfighter, and but that didn't work for him when he fought Islam. Islam was good on both areas, and he was unexpectedly good on the hands. I didn't. I even though I picked him, I didn't think he was going to be that good in the hands to to score a knockdown. So if Benil can get past Charles Oliveira's pressure to get through with his own strategy, then Benil will win wholeheartedly. Now, if this fight goes, I think it's set for five. I don't, let me see. Where's the entire card? Does it say if it's, no, it doesn't say if it's five rounds or not. Um, and I'm not going to look it up. Well, if it goes all five rounds, I can see Charles wearing him down and maybe sneaking in a submission but again, I don't see that happening for sure. And even then, if 
Charles is tired. Benil, I haven't seen a reason why Benil would lose power. He's gone to a couple of decisions in the past, so I'm picking um, I'm picking Benil Darish on this one. But this next fight, man, this is going to be a great fight because we just saw uh, Alexa Grasso beat Valentina Shevchenko. The significance of that is Irene Aldana also trains in that camp. Now, uh, up until that point, Amanda Nunes in the UFC was the only person to beat Valentina Shevchenko. So, when you see someone else do it, and you see someone else from that same camp do it, you tend to piggyback off of your teammates. And I, if you've never been on a team, when your team is on a roll and everybody's in good spirits, you tend to do a little bit better. Now, I wouldn't say Irene Aldana's um, record is the who's who. She's lost to the people that's at the top. Leslie Smith, Caitlin Chikagin, Ricola Pennington, and Holly Holm. Right? She's lost to these people, and they were title contenders revolving door of the the first rank, the second rank fighter in that division. But she is tough. She is not afraid to get in the fray. So I she fought Holly Holm. That was a great fight. Uh Yana Santos, she TKO'd Macy Chasson. First time I've ever seen it in my life. Up kick KO to the body. It, it looked like it hurt so bad. <laughs> and Caitlin Vieira and Vanessa Mello are not easy fights. But again, it's not anybody's fault. Amanda Nunes was just that far ahead of everybody. And I know she lost Juliana Pena. But I can wholeheartedly believe, I'm not going to say because I don't know it for a fact, she did not take that fight seriously. Because I compared Amanda Nunes' fight with Juliana, the first one, not the second one. The first one, the same way that um, Holly, not Holly, uh, because that one was just as bad, but when Amanda fought Ronda... When Ronda was making that big comeback. Like, they looked the same. She wasn't moving out of the way. She was keeping on a straight line. She was getting tuned up in the face by straight jabs down the middle. Nothing even special. And eventually lost to a rear naked choke where she didn't even have the hooks in. She just kind of, for better or for worse terms, gave up on the fight. Now, she came back and beat Juliana Pena pretty handily in the second fight. So, with that experience, I don't think Amanda's taking Aldana any lighter than any opponent that she should. I think she's preparing the right way. I saw on the the embedded, she looks good. She doesn't sound like she's cocky. She moved teams. Now, it seems like she's gotten on a roll. And when Amanda is Amanda, it's hard to pick against her, right? I I can't remember whose pocket. It might have been Bisping's, but Smart Money picks Amanda. (laughs) Wasteful Money picks Irene Aldana, right? Um, I don't 
I don't see a way that Aldana wins. I will say she's not going to give up. She's not going to quit. She's not going to get out of there um, unscathed. She's going to get Amanda probably into some scary situations because she. I think she's a taller fighter. She's not small. 5'9", 130... Five. How tall is Amanda? Five eight. So yeah, they're comparable size. So it's not like Amanda's just gonna. In my mind, I don't think Amanda's just gonna buzz saw through her. But I think the saw might start turning faster as as further the fight goes. You know, unless there's a freak KO um, at the beginning of the fight, I still got Amanda Nunes. Um, some wild chance it goes five rounds irene aldana has a shot to win if amanda tries to take something off which i don't believe she is because of um the previous fight with juliana pena but i'm gonna pick amanda this one so i got amanda nunez winning the main event she's gonna retain her title and i got benil darius beating charles Oliveira. now I'm really not going to give any picks outside of this because I'm not really too versed on all of these fighters in terms of their histories. I haven't had a lot of time this week to sit down and research. I've been kind of flying by the seat of my pants watching um, the Embedded. I've been pretty busy with work, which is a good thing. But if you guys support me, you know, that might turn into like I get to do this all week and I can give you guys more in-depth um interviews. I you know what that's what I want to do on my Patreon. I'm going to do more in-depth interviews and not interviews. I'm gonna do more in-depth research and profiles of the fighters during the week, just like the embeddeds or the shows. You know, because I really do enjoy doing those things by myself. I talk to my friends about it all the time. I just don't ever get on here and sit down and talk on a podcast about it. So, you know what? That's going to be a goal of mine to get that across. But again, Amanda Nunez retaining her title. Uh, Benil Dariush beating Charles Oliveira. Uh, I want Eric Anders to win. I want Dan Ige to win. Um, outside of that, watch the fights. Uh, Farasa Abi's brother is fighting in the Bantamweights against uh, Killing Erori. And let's see, who else is on this card? David Dovrak, Steve Urkic, Diana Belbita. I never heard of her before. Maria Oliveira. Uh, man, a lot of newcomers on this card. So if you, you might see the next star on this card. Who knows? Uh, tune in. Tomorrow, I think Adrian Broner is also fighting tomorrow. Let me look. Because that should be a good fight. But he might be fighting today. Adrian Broner, boxing wreck 18 hours ago. Oh, no, it might be tonight. 6-9. Yeah, that's tonight. Never mind. Um, So if you somehow listen to this before uh, <laughs> the fight goes on, Adrian Broner is fighting tonight. So go and check that out on a stream near you outside of that. I holler at you folks after the fight. Uh, I'll try to have something out on Sunday for the um, after show. I might go into more in-depth on the other fights as I watch them. But until then, I holler at y'all later.